0: Audible presents a must-hear article from the pages of Harvard Business Review. When you're finished listening, be sure to go to audible.com and enter Harvard Business Review in the search box. You'll find our extensive HBR archive and learn how to subscribe to our monthly audio edition. Now, in Collective Genius, Linda A. Hill, a professor of business administration at Harvard Business School, Greg Brando, head of technology at Pixar, Emily Trulove, a researcher and a PhD candidate at the MIT Sloan School of Management, and Kent Lineback, a manager and executive with over 25 years of experience, write about how smart leaders of innovation don't set a vision and motivate others to follow it. They create a community that is both willing and able to innovate. Google's astonishing success in its first decade now seems to have been almost inevitable. But step inside its systems infrastructure group, and you quickly learn otherwise. The company's meteoric growth depended in large part on its ability to innovate and scale up its infrastructure at an unprecedented pace. Bill Corrin, as a senior vice president of engineering, led the group from 2003 to 2011. His 1,000-person organization built Google's Engine Room, the systems and equipment that allow us all to use Google and its many services 24-7. We were doing work that no one else in the world was doing, he says, so when a problem happened, we couldn't just go out and buy a solution. We had to create it. Coran joined Google in 2003, just five years after its founding. By then, it had already reinvented the way it handled web search and data storage multiple times. His group was using Google File System, GFS, to store the massive amount of data required to support Google searches. Given Google's ferocious appetite for growth, Corin knew that GFS, once a groundbreaking innovation, would have to be replaced within a couple of years. The number of searches was growing dramatically and google was adding gmail and other applications that needed not just more storage but storage of a kind different from what gfs had been optimized to handle building the next generation system and the next one and the one after that was the job of the systems infrastructure group it had to create the new engine room in-house while simultaneously refining the current one because this was Corin's top priority, and given that he had led the storied Bell Labs and had a Ph.D. in computer science from Stanford and degrees in mathematics from Caltech, one might expect that he would first focus on developing a technical solution for Google storage problems and then lead his group through its implementation. But that's not how Corin proceeded. To him, there was a bigger problem, a perennial challenge that many leaders inevitably come to contemplate. How do I build an organization capable of innovation continually over time? Corin knew that the role of a leader of innovation is not to set a vision and motivate others to follow it. It's to create a community that is willing and able to generate new ideas. The Link Between Leadership and Innovation Few companies have the resources of Google at their disposal, but most of them can relate to Corin's fundamental challenge— In 2005, we joined together to study exceptional leaders of innovation, how they think, what they do, and who they are. We found them across the globe, in Silicon Valley, Europe, the United Arab Emirates, India, and Korea. And we explored businesses as varied as filmmaking, e-commerce, auto manufacturing, professional services, and luxury goods. We didn't think the world needed more research on leaders or on innovation. Rather, we wanted to study a topic much less understood— the role of the leader in creating a more innovative organization. The executives we studied are a diverse lot, but they all think about leadership in a similar way. They have moved away from the conventional view. Direction-setting leadership can work well when the solution to a problem is known and straightforward, but if the problem calls for a truly original response, no one can decide in advance what that response should be. By definition, then, leading innovation cannot be about creating and selling a vision to people and then somehow inspiring them to execute it. So common is the notion of the leader as visionary that many of the people we studied had been forced to rethink and recast their roles before their organizations could become truly and consistently innovative. In the way they behave and structure the organizations where talented people work, leaders can draw out the slices of genius in each individual and assemble them into innovations that represent collective genius. The question is not, how do I make innovation happen, but rather, how do I set the stage for it to happen? Why Innovation Requires a Different Kind of Leadership The rhetoric about innovation is often about fun and creativity, but the reality is that innovation is hard work and can be a very taxing, uncomfortable process, both emotionally and intellectually. In fact, innovation problem-solving may feel unnatural and even dangerous in many organizations if their leaders are not skilled. Innovation usually emerges when diverse people collaborate to generate a wide-ranging portfolio of ideas which they then refine and even evolve into new ideas through give-and-take and often heated debates. Thus, collaboration should involve passionate disagreement. Yet the friction of clashing ideas may be hard to bear. It can create tension and stress, particularly in groups of talented, energetic individuals who may feel as if there are too many cooks in the kitchen. Often organizations try to discourage or minimize differences.